I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first episode in our Spiritual Perspectives on Hot Topic series. This is part one. How did we get from our pure divine estate to where we are today? And I'm so excited about this series. I think we're going to cover some really neat things that you will like hearing. You know, I believe it's really fitting that we begin with the beginning, so to speak, by looking at how did we get from our pure divine estate to where we are now? We were created in the divine image and likeness, and we descended into the physical world to grow and externalize the God qualities and that unique divine purpose that is just our own. So we have to wonder, what is our spiritual evolution? We know what science tells us about Charles Darwin's evolutionary theory, but is that really the full picture? Does it explain our spiritual evolution? There are those of us who do not think that this is the case. And today, I'm very happy to welcome Mark Myers to the show. Mark's a researcher by profession, and he's been putting his skills to use with his personal passion of researching the fascinating topic of spiritual cosmology and how humanity has lost track of its divine destiny. Mark, welcome, and thank you for being with us today. It's great to be here, Nancy. Really excited and um Let's just go and try to expand our worldview as uh, we do have a limited view as of the moment. Well, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself first before we begin and how you came to be involved in this exciting research. Well, for the last 20, 25 years, I've been involved in medical research and cancer, integrative cancer care. And I develop programs for patients by looking through the research and digging deep. So a lot of times I do a deep dive into a lot of things. And also for the last 30 or 35 years, I've been uh, tremendously interested in spirituality. So I've also done a deep dive in there. So I'm going to bring you some information that I've dug out, you know, from from the archives, so to speak, of the of the uh, <laughs> archives of the Ascended Masters, of the obscure knowledge maybe of the planet. And let's go from there. Sounds great. Um, maybe we can start, too, by having you share a little bit with our listeners on what are the sources of your research? Sure. Well, we can we can look at a lot of different resources. I mean, there's been so much spiritual material. There's been so many things that have been given over the years. But I think basically, other than the Bible, which is an important source of work, as you intimated in the beginning, you know, Genesis, you know, we were created and we came down. Well, actually, Genesis doesn't even begin at the beginning. Genesis begins in the middle. So we need to go back beyond that. So let's look at the Bible. Let's look at the last 170 years of spiritual teachings that have really been brought forth from great beings, you know, ascended masters, messengers, what you might call secretaries in this octave of higher octaves of light that can really bring forth true enlightenment to mankind because truly today we need to look at where we came from because if we don't know in the larger context of truly where we came from, how can we know where we're going and how we're going to develop? 
<laughs> well said. We know now, at least I've been talking about it, that the Aquarian age that we're transitioning into is meant to be a golden age. Now, people might look at the world and, and wonder, how is that going to happen? So why don't you talk a little bit about what do we mean by a golden age? And have, had, have we had previous golden ages on Earth? What did you find? Well, to address the first question, the first issue, how can we have a golden age? We need to know that that's locked in the mind of God. And when we access that information, we can draw down that golden age. So we need to be quite optimistic about that. But what is a golden age? Well, it says gold and age. It comes from gold. Gold is a substance, 24 karat gold. If you hold a piece in your hand, it's a conduit of the consciousness of higher octaves, of the Christ consciousness, of the yellow golden mind of God. So that's why we had golden ages. It's where everybody was their own prophet, where they came forth and were able to, you know, draw forth peace and enlightenment. And we all lived under beautiful uh, lifestyles and all that. We didn't have wars. We didn't have this. We advanced mankind. We became enlightened. We developed personal but we also developed as a group. So this is why where we're headed. We're headed to the next golden age. And to be able to do that is the topic of today. We have to understand why we're in this darkness today. And there are different theories out there amongst different things that are proposal. You know, everyone talks about a golden age, or at least some do. And I think we need to keep in mind as you're talking that it, that golden age is going to come through us. It's not something magic that just drops from the sky. Literally, we have to raise our consciousness. We have to be that golden age to really make that golden age manifest on this planet. So why don't you tell us, have there been golden ages in your research? Yeah, I think first that's an excellent point because there's a lot of kind of new ageiness, if I can call it that, of thinking that the astrology or the lining up of the planets is going to automatically precipitate something. Well, that's just an assistance. We are the ones that have to become that and bring forth that golden age. Yes, there, according to spiritual sources, there have been many golden ages in the past. In fact, uh, we started in golden ages long before recorded history, long before the Bible records man came forth in what's known as root races. And root races are groups of souls that God put together, you know, or brings forth for a certain group purpose. These root races came to earth, they fulfilled their cycles, and they went back to God. In fact, there were three root races in the beginning. And as I know you've talked about in the past, different rays and colors, Nancy, that there, each root race comes in with a different specific kind of design, a color, a blue color, a yellow color, illumination, different purpose, whatever. So they came and they ascended back to the heart of God. We had a problem in the fourth root race and this is where we're going to talk about today so the fourth root race was doing fine until all of a sudden the bible records what's known as the great rebellion the great rebellion of lucifer we had an incredible catastrophe in this galaxy and surrounding galaxies where angels fell as recorded in the bible and they were kicked out of heaven by the legions of archangel michael and his mighty legions and they says in the bible woe to you inhabitants of the earth because they came down here and these this is the root of evil on our planet. It has nothing to do with us. We were manipulated and these fallen ones, fallen angels came down and um and disrupted our natural cycle of golden ages. But of course, 
uh, our responsibility in that little drama was that we started to listen and we started to accept and absorb some of these attitudes of these fallen angels and started shifting our vision away from our own individual divine identity, which is God within us and God in the whole universe. And that's how we started to perpetuate some of this evil and follow some of these. Well, of course, this is our topic today. Our topic is that we have to know where we've been and how we've been manipulated so we we can take responsibility and get our way out of this. In legal terms today, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, we have no excuse either. We have to regain that God-given quality of uh, illumination and understanding that we can move forward. And, you know, since the fourth root race, there have been scattered golden ages, but it always seems like when we create a golden age that these fallen ones come in and they somehow manipulate our minds again to be able to bring us down. We had a golden age about 70,000 years ago in the Sahara, which was not a desert at that time. That golden age was brought down. We had golden ages on Atlantis about 35,000 years ago, or actually an embodiment of Jesus led uh, 10 million people into that golden age. Flames burned there that were physical, you know, that don't burn today in temples. Also, with the last golden age was probably about sixteen to 12,000 years ago in Atlantis. And this was brought down and recorded in the Bible as the flood of Noah. This was the final golden age. And since then, we could call that pre-Diluvian history because we don't have rec- much recorded history from that point. Even shortly after that, the Bible only picks up maybe five or 6,000 years ago, and it's scant at that. So we have to understand that we have a very long history on this planet. We've been here maybe for a million or more years, and we've evolved and evolved and devolved and devolved, and we have to understand that so we can move forward and bring in the golden age. Right. We have a lot of different evolutions on this planet. We can see that. We can see we have everything from the master, uh, mastering life and the meditating in the cave or the spiritual person who's evolved and enlightened to those who are committing some pretty heinous crimes against humanity and everything in between. So, You want to talk a little bit about uh, how did these evolutions, how did we get to this place on this planet? Well, yes, it's true. We we have, uh, I like to term in the larger terms, several cultures on this planet. I mean, we... Earth is a crossroads at the moment. We have evolutions from all over the place, including a planet that was once in our solar system that was once destroyed called Maldek, and souls came from there who actually blew up their own planet, so may have no compunction about trying to blow up our planet. But I say we have two basic cultures, and Jesus tried to let us know this. Jesus was a master of great insight. I mean, he is a true spiritual understanding. And he gave us the tears and the wheat. This is a parable showing that there are two cultures here, the tears and the wheat. Tears in the days of Jesus was a plant that got sown sometimes amongst the wheat, and it grew amongst the wheat, and its roots intertwined among the wheat. And you couldn't pull them out without killing the wheat in those days. And it it was a plant that was poisonous, so you couldn't eat it. So it destroyed a whole crop. 
So think of our planet today as this wheat field where we have sown all amongst us these tares and wheat. And what's basically going on, Jesus said that it was a day of the harvest where the tares will be all bundled up and will be taken away and burned. And that will be the day that we can move forward in a greater light. Well, we have a role in that, of course. But look where we're at today. We're at the harvest. We're at the point where those who want to see clearly can see these cultures of these dark ones who are out there who are constantly against the light and you can see them they need to be taken down by our prayers by our calls by our actions we need to see the true thing that is going on in our culture today this has been so prophesied not just by jesus but by many many masters many uh, non-masters maybe just typical people and throughout time i mean nostradamus Edgar Casey, we have a, a number of different sources. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your sources from uh, the Ascended Masters and that realm of where, where that a lot of your research is coming through. Well, I like to trace my research history, you know, other than, you know, more ancient resources, you know, which you can look in Hinduism and Buddhism, in the Bible and, you know, ancient religions of the world. But I like the Ascended Master teachings of the last roughly 170 years that we can trace our lineage back to theosophy, Helen Blavatsky. And, you know, she was working with Masters Moya, Kathumi, you know, St. Germain and uh, different masters. And then those lineages sprouted out into different things. There's Agni Yoga. There was the I Am movement with Guy Ballard and his wife, you know, who brought the knowledge of the I Am and St. Germain's teachings to us. And then it moved into things like the Bridge to Freedom, which also had messages from the masters. Then Summit Lighthouse and Church Universal and Triumphant. And if we go through this lineage, we can find great teachings. And the masters don't usually repeat themselves. So if you look at just one of these, you're limiting yourself. You can go back and look through these different things and find all these threads that we're talking about today. So this is what I've basically done, Nancy, is I've taken all this these threads of information from this past 170 years, and I've tried to weave it into a, a reliable narrative of the light. You know, going back to the topic of Maldek, where you talked about the planet that actually destroyed itself, when we understand probably through nuclear explosion, we're not sure, I guess, but... Well, through some great source of energy, nuclear, or maybe more advanced than nuclear. But the bottom line is anybody can go to um, a planetary firmness of the solar system and you can see that there is a huge asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. And if you look at Bode's Law, which is the law of the distance of planets from the sun, that shows that that would be a place that there would be a planet. So we know that there was a planet there one day, and now it's just a pile of rubble. So it was destroyed. Right. And some of those evolutions came here. What, about a third of them came here? And the Earths opened their arms saying, come on, and we'll help you evolve. But I think as it turns out, those from Maldek were pretty advanced technologically more advanced than here on Earth and actually taught the evolutions of Earth the ways of war that were not here before, as you described. Well, well, all that information is absolutely correct. I mean, now we're talking about when we say they came here, we're talking about their souls came here. All of us understand we have a soul and a consciousness. And cosmic councils, which are higher councils, decided that about a third of the Maldekians were actually redeemable. Their souls, you know, had 
moved enough towards the light that you know they they wouldn't be put what through the bible is known as a second death where the soul is actually uh reassimilated into god it has no identity anymore so yes they came to earth but you know the cosmic councils were expecting that the fourth root race as we talked about before which was on lumeria ancient continent in the pacific huge continent five thousand square miles or something out there where hawaii is and all the way through the Pacific, they came there and the cosmic councils were expecting the innocent souls of Earth, the fourth root race, to tutor and mentor these, these uh, well, I'm going to call them laggards. And the reason we call them laggards is because their consciousness is lagging behind spiritually. They're more focused on material gains than spiritual development. When they came here, a great Great miscalculation happened. Instead of the innocent children of the fourth root race here mentoring them, they became in charge and they took over and we had all kinds of devastation going on on the earth and all kinds of horrific things that ended up in actually the sinking of the continent of Lumeria because of all the desecrations that went on from these laggards from Maldek. And then we have the dynamics, as you mentioned before, of Lucifer which was a very high-level archangel in, in heaven, who rebelled against God, thinking he can do it better, and took a lot of angels with him. So these fallen angels, when they fell, they fell to the earth, meaning they incarnated on the earth, just as you're talking about the Maldekians incarnated on the earth, and they, they started their evolution here. So we have, and you know, we have in the Bible, it talks about Lucifer, Satan, all of those that are um, rebelling against God, they're really rebelling against their own nature because there's only one source, one God. We all came from there. But when you cut off your own connection to your source, to your inner identity of God, then you have to go find that energy and light somewhere else to keep sustaining your, your life cycle. And everyone has a life cycle. You know, many people say, why doesn't God do this? Why doesn't God do that? Well, we were given dominion here. And um, God doesn't interfere with our free will. We were given dominion and free will. And every live stream, every one of us has a cycle. And we can be create positive or negative. It's up to us. Absolutely. It's absolutely up to us, and this is this is the um, underlying thesis of what we're talking about today. We need to take dominion over the earth. But what you are talking about is a point that predates Maldek. Uh, this is known as the Great Rebellion, and this is the point that's actually recorded before creation in the Bible. It it predates Genesis, but it is recorded in the New Testament in the Book of Revelations, which most people realize is very cryptic. But it talks about how these angels fell. It talks about the Great Rebellion. And basically, these angels fell through ego. They thought that they, you know, shouldn't have to worship the Most High. They could do it better. And they fell, and they fell, and they created havoc throughout our entire galaxy. And it's been many millions of years. Eventually, they came to Earth, and they probably came to Maldek. They're probably behind the blowing up of Maldek there, too, although, you know, who knows where that is, but that would be a good good speculation. But they definitely came to Earth. And this is the battle we face today. So many practicing Satanists 
in our in our nation in our world and they're becoming more and more to the front you're seeing more and more articles written about them and this is what we're up against satanism is a luciferian uh, great rebellion religion where they ba- basically invert everything everything of god is inverted so what is good is bad what is light is dark so on and so forth and the whole purpose is not only to the to destroy us as children of light, but to suck from us that very light that they can't access because that light has been cut off from them because of their rebellion, as you had said earlier. Yes, exactly. So you really have to wonder, though, how can our history be so covered over, so hidden in our culture today? It's because um, that's the way they've wanted it. We, We had open wars. When you go back to the Bible and look at Babylon and Nimrod the Great and what was going on in those days, that's the culture that we're up against, that evil, but they've covered their tracks. In fact, the fallen ones today can, and the laggards today and these evil ones actually trace their lineage back to Cain. They know their history. They know where they came from, but they've obscured ours because how do you control someone? If you cover up their past, they have no idea who they are, their God dominion, their power, their authority. Then you're covering up what they can really do and what they can really be. So we have to discover that. So this is, this is the battle that we're facing today is to uncover on earth that, that ancient rivalry, that battle that was going on that these fallen ones have covered up, especially since the sinking of Atlantis, where we really outright fell them. You know, we we were outright um, battling them, and we knew a little more of what we were battling up against. But in terms of, you know, uncovering and unearthing, which is a term I used, archaeologists have done this, actually. They've gone down deeper and deeper, and you keep finding that you're going back and back and back, you know, to to lesser and lesser civilizations until you finally reach the caveman, which was the lowest point on Earth. But what's been covered up is when you go deeper and deeper strata underneath the caveman, you start to uncover more and more advanced civilizations until you actually get to more advanced civilizations than we have today. So this is something that's been covered up. So if we go to unearth all these things, we can see everywhere that we've been, we've been lied to in so many, it's like standing in the middle of a great lie that's coming from you 360 degrees all around you. You have to pierce and push your head through that lie and see what is really the truth, that where we came from and why we're being lied to, we're being manipulated. And when we understand that we have the authority, that God has given us the scepter of power, that we have dominion over the earth and we need to reclaim that and we need to call to the higher octaves, to the ascended masters, to the angels of light, to almighty God, to the Lord Jesus Christ, to descend and assist us. We can do that and we can overcome these fallen ones and we can bring in the golden age. We have to see this optimism and this understanding. You know, there's this big argument between creation theory and evolution. Yes, we were created from our source and we were made in that image and likeness of God, male and female, as the Bible states. But we obviously evolve. All of life evolves. Even after we ascend permanently back to our God's source, God is forever transcending himself. My understanding is that the era of the caveman is actually the lowest point to which we descended when we, after we fell. And now we are making our way back up to our true God estate. 
And that is where the evolution comes in. And so to me, both creation theory and evolution are real and manifesting in our universe at this time. Well, again, Nancy, we've been lied to. You know, we basically, certain facts have been fit to, you know, make this theory of evolution so that we can think that we, our ancestors were some green slime. We weren't created by God and we have no divine heritage and no, you know, sense of divinity within us that we're just basically some chemicals that in a soup that came up and this is so this is all to subvert us the caveman was a result of the fall of lumeria in in the um in the ancient days when lumeria went down i don't know 12,000 years ago or a little more when that continent went down that we reached our lowest point in evolution in fact on the last days of lumeria there were you know human sacrifice and cannibalism going on in fact there are still remnants of that in the pacific there's cannibals there on south sea islands and this is a remnant of the you know the culture of ancient atlantis so we had our divinity we went down to a lowest point and that's where the caveman came from so don't buy into this evolution is a creation of god we evolve it's a important part of our being for instance if you move to a higher altitude say you live at sea level for most of your life and all of a sudden you move into the mountains 8 10 12000 feet your blood actually evolves it creates certain molecules in there that capture oxygen more tightly so it's a process of evolution you didn't have that before you went up and you evolved well god created these processes so Evolution is just part of the creative process, but we don't look at it as being that that's where we came from. That is not our origins. Exactly, exactly. And so we we shouldn't be divided over this theory of evolution or the theory of creation, because in reality, they're both, there's, there's truth to both of them. I mean, we know that the very words of God, I am, is when individualized identity within the one source of God comes into an existence. That's us, the I am presence. And once we can say I am, we have consciousness. There's no other evolution on the planet. Many life forms might have great intelligence, but none other than the human can say I am. And with that understanding and consciousness of self and, and free will, we can choose to be something different. And there's no other, no other evolution on the planet. Animals, they're, they're subject to their nature, whether they're extremely intelligent or whatever, but they are ex- a subject to their nature. Man can say, I am, and man can create by drawing forth. I've talked about this in other uh, sessions. If you want to go back and listen, if you haven't heard them, the I am presence, the I am consciousness is what, the, that is the divine within us, that when we follow words after the words I am, we are calling upon that divine part of ourselves to create that condition in our world. Well, if you think about it, if you think about the Bible and Moses when he went up on the hill and he saw the fire of God burning in the bush that didn't burn, he asked God his name, and what did God say? He said, I am that I am. He said, I am is my name. So if we think about this, as a, it's a verb. 
it's a verb that we that not it's not a noun i am is a is an active concept so i just wanted to get that out but the the main point is that we were given dominion we have authority in the earth and if we subjugate that authority to others fallen ones or dark ones then we've given them our power and the only one that can give them their power is you so we need to take back that power for good for bringing in a golden age and that's how that golden age will manifest Very good. I think we've uh, exhausted that topic for the moment, but I want to uh, thank you so much for being here today because I think this has been a great discussion. And I'd like to invite you to come back for our next week so that we can talk more about how did we get to where we are today? Because what happened after that fall and all the way down and to the history of the earth? Because we know there was a time when this planet was so void of light that the cosmic councils were just going to allow it to self-destruct because there was no no one involved on the planet, no one uh, embodied that had enough light to, to sustain that. So I'd like to take that up next week that whole story. Okay, that'll be great. Um, I think that the next that's the next logical step. I mean, we need to see where we're going to go. We've talked about some of our origins. Now let's talk about where we're going to go to. Right. And again, this is foundational to understand some of the social issues that we're facing today. And I want to take up as we go along in the weeks, because we, like Mark is saying, we have to understand where we've come from, who we are, and where we're going. And that's like the basic context by which we can look at some of the issues from a spiritual perspective that we're facing today. Now, we know we have the teachings from the Bible, the teachings from some of the books that didn't make it into the Bible, the official uh, Bible, plus the teachings of the Ascended Masters and a lot of science that's coming forth at this time. don't forget Eastern teachings as well. Well, the world religions. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we are going to be talking about some of the various concepts of the world religions. So please join us next week for this amazing discussion. And thank you so much, Mark, for being with us and sharing your research and uh, knowledge. It's been a great joy. Pleasure to be here and peace to all. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. I'm Nancy Showalter, and you've been listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And to follow more of my work, visit me at nancyshowalter.com.